Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Saturday, November 14th. You're watching the Masters. Maybe. I think they'll be on by now. Depending on, because they got to start early, because there's daylight savings times. So it you know, gets dark at 5.30 on the East Coast. You uh, should be listening to First Cut Podcast every night after the Masters wraps up each day. They have great information and takeaways for you. But this is a special mailbag episode, a Super Friends mailbag episode. Join me to break these questions down. Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, guys? Yellow. I'm only here because we get paid a bonus for being doing mailbags. Wait, what? You oh, you don't get that? that in front of Ryan. I'm just nice. kidding. I get paid in Fig Newtons. Fig but I, but I, I really like Fig Newtons. So it's not that makes bad. a lot more sense. I actually like Fig Newtons too. Those are, do they still make those? Those are like an old school 70s and 80s. Oh, if you know where to go. I know the black market. Pretty strong here in Nashville with Fig Newtons. You know, um, people. I don't I, like figs though. I think you can get Fig Newtons anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, I just like Fig Newtons. Um, what else? Ryan, Ryan have Newton, you been like to a, a grocery store in like the last six years? Not to the Fig Newton aisle, I'll be honest. They're made by Keebler. I'm sure they have Fig Newton. How is this not a question? How is this not part of a question? You know what else I used to love it when I was little? I don't know if you guys, this is like old school. This might be 70s and not 80s. Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. <laughs> uh, Danish weddings. You guys ever have those? Danish weddings? Cookies. They're like little white powdered cookies. Came in a pinkish bag. Ooh, I know what you're talking about. I, th- I, I never heard that name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just Googled it. I've seen – they'd be on, like, plates when I went to my grandma's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the same age as your grandma, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a special occasion snack. Oh, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, well, that maybe maybe somebody should uh, give us a question about best snacks. I can't have cheeses in my house. It's a best problem. Old school. Yeah, well, my kids eat them also. Yeah, there they are, the Danish weddings. Oh, man, those are Keeblers too, the Danish weddings. Man, I think I love the Danish wedding cookies. Memories. Yeah, yeah, those things are great. They, we never had those. It was like a special occasion type of thing. I feel like Walmart has it for three seventy four. What? Oh wait, no, no, these are, no, these are not that great. I'm thinking of something else. Oh, All right, let's get to the mailbag. Uh, we'll we would, buy fifty. We would worth welcome right now, a mostly. question: Which super friend is which uh, snack cookie? Will somebody <laughs> leave that question. Instead, let's get to one that makes fun of. Oh crap, me. Here's my five star review for the mailbag from. Big one, Chungus. That felt like I was going to get in trouble for that one. Chungus. Love the show. My question is for Breach and Wilson. Why do you let Brinson peacock around when he rarely gets a prediction right and rips you guys when you get something wrong, yet let him get off the hook for countless misses? The Lions, the Jets, the Colts, the Bears, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in big one Chungus's defense, he wrote this a couple weeks ago when the Bears were still not terrible. <laughs> so, and also, for, first of all, fake news on the Jets—that's not a thing. 
You picked them to go to the playoffs this offseason. That off is not true. I said leading up to the season, I thought that they could be a potential sleeper, and then they Dark started horse. hemorrhaging players. I never got in on the Jets. I declared emphatically before the season, uh, you had a foot anybody was bet that I was out on the Jets. Yeah, I'm with Breach. I mean, the one thing I oh, will say, on. I'm actually going to defend Brenton here, as crazy as this sounds. On the Jets, but on this question, this show that we're doing right now, would not be as fun if Brinson actually got his picks right because that's literally that's all we would talk about. Brinson would come on the show. He'd brag about every single pick he got right. Then we'd spend 10 minutes talking about why he got them right. And so like the whatever best, show Clay Travis does. It, 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 Without the actual that's what it would be. <laughs> right. So Brinson would peacock around, and then he'd peacock around his peacocking, and that's all we would ever do. And now the only reason Wilson and I let it go is because we both know that Debo – has been recording every wrong pick he's ever made, and he's probably going to play them all on Brinson's final show. I don't know when that will be. I'm sure he'll say something that will get him fired in the next like five years, and we'll play five him over unders two and a half. <laughs> just, I mean, just I like I don't I, I don't think the premise of this review is wrong. Like I definitely yeah. will uh, bombast a bit to cover up some mistakes. That's, but here's here from my perspective, like, like, I'm, I'm I'm two of three on actual predictions, although he just listed, and that was sort of an example of it. Like you can't. Call Brent down on everything because number one, he'll interrupt you every 12 seconds and just wear you down and you'll just give up. And, and so you have to pick and choose. Otherwise the whole show will be, you know, Debo, Debo editing out interruptions. So, you know, you know, there's a, there's a, there's probably at least like one or two people in the history of the world who, who took the blueprint that I provided and used it to catapult to greater success. I was trying to figure out how to work that into the conversation because if you just drop bombs every 15 seconds, you can't go back behind. You can't complain, uh, explain away every once. So you just give up. And that's, that's, that's hundred percent true. You know, and funny, the one thing the guy didn't mention, uh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Garrett Bradbury. Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers was a bad one. That was entirely predicated. Look, the two. Here we go. Uh, no, 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 look, I, but I at least admit when I make mistakes, mistakes, the two, the two ones I made this year, the NFC North, the Lions thing was stupid. What, like, what was on. that? What was that one again? They're going to win the, the Lions would win the division. Yeah, that's dumb. Now they, they've been like, it, some things could have broken their way, but that was dumb. Like I'm going to trust Matt Patricia to win the NFC. We need North. a, we need a uh, term for, for when you say things break their way, which is basically breach saying, well, that team could win the next six games in a row. Andy Dalton could lead the league in passing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what, speaking what, of Andy well, Dalton, the team he didn't sign with was the Patriots. Do you remember who you picked to win the AFC East? Who me? No, Brenton. Oh, oh the okay. Patriots. Oh, wow. What a weird, what a weird pick. The Patriots win the AFC East. Yeah. Well, you are one of only two that picked them. That's why. I was going to say. That's, that's a little not, weird. Yeah. Not a, a lot. Great pick in 2020. I mean, like, yeah, they're Dolphins fans in my Twitter mentions who are doing a, a, they're like dancing on my grave and acting like they just, like, they're like, they just won the, went undefeated and won the Super Bowl. Like, you want to hear something? You're five and three, guys. Take here's, a, take a breath and enjoy the fresh air for a minute. Here's something funny. So last Sunday night, I started getting a bunch of, um, my Twitter started getting a bunch of mentions like, what's going on? And um, when people go to the CBS Sports Experts picks page, the first thing that comes up is against the spread. I was the only person to pick the, the Dolphins to win against the spread last week. <clears throat> Everyone on Twitter thought I was picking them to win that game. <laughs> and they were all like, yeah, we all love Ryan Wilson. Way to go. You're the only one in the whole nation that picked them. And I wasn't going to be like, you know, it's against the spread. I think I got like 30 extra Twitter followers out of it <laughs> just, just because uh, they didn't read the top of the page. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell them. I'll, I'll yeah. let them think. think just out of curiosity, you – 100% pick the Dolphins to win and cover this week just to appease those people, right? I don't even remember. Like, I, cause I, that turned my picks in late. The Brett says, Two hey, reverse Herbert. Ooh. 
I'm, I think I picked the Dolphins. Did I even turn I turn my picks in this week? Brett, I right. think they quit asking. I think I picked the Dolphins because the the Chargers can't win games. I think that's the only reason. Oh, they found my picks. Good. That's great. So anyway, yeah. Next Apologies question. to any editors listening, specifically Brett Anderson, who was forced to write a newsletter for Poor three Brett. years. Imagine what Brett did in the previous. In letter. Breach's voice before Breach finally had. The wherewithal to take over and write the newsletter. Well, I finally By the way, you should subscribe to Breach's invoice. newsletter, the Pick Six newsletter. Uh, what's the address? The URL? The, to sign up? Yeah. You just go to cbsports.com, search for Pick Six newsletter. That's a good sell. Well, we have all our Let's newsletters. On. On the, we have all our newsletters at the same sign up page. <laughs> cbsports.com slash newsletters. Go there, sign up to Pick Six podcast. Breach has his talking points down to a T. Follow me on Twitter, and I will tweet the link out. It is a really great newsletter. You should sign up for it. Did we hop to a legit contender from Phil2787? Hey, gentlemen, great job on the pod. Always good football info and makes for great fun entertainment. Now, since Will is high on my Cardinals, he usually has pretty bad takes. Cough, cough, Gary Bradbury, (laughs) cough, cough. Fair. Do you guys still think we are legit contenders? And while we're at it, has uh, D-Hop submitted himself as the league's top wide receiver? Hmm. Keep up the great work. So one, uh, Wilson, I'll go to you. One, are the Cardinals a legitimate contender? And two, is DeAndre Hopkins the number one wide receiver in football? Is it generally thought of that you have terrible takes? <laughs> Probably. I like that. I, I never care. Like when you're so close to the to the craziness, you don't you can't take a step back and sort of realize <laughs> what you're in the middle of. I like that. Uh, so yeah. Um, I think they're the second best team in that division. And I think they're actually pretty close. They're closer to the Seattle than they were a few weeks ago, just because that Seattle defense is historically doo doo. And that's a huge concern. And for the first five or six or seven games, however many games in a row they won, we were like, okay, Russell Wilson can do everything, nothing to worry about. But that defense stinks, man. And I think the, the Cardinals, um, are playing better. And, uh, I think, I think the Pick Six podcast on the old Instagram machine and, and their Twitter put out something on, on Thursday about how up to this point in the season a year ago when Lamar Jackson won the MVP, Kyler Murray's numbers are better this year. I think he has 24 total touchdowns, which is sort of crazy at the halfway point. Um, and I think Lamar had 17 or 18 last year at this time. So uh, can Kyler play better? Yeah, sure. But he's doing some some pretty uh, amazing things in year two. As for D-Hop, I don't know. Is he the second? Is he the, I don't know. Yeah. Yep, Devontae Adams. They're right. And – and I'm just looking at the football outsiders to get a sense of who's doing what. I mean, DK Metcalf, um, AJ Brown. So D Hop ranks seventh in total value, twelfth in value per play. So he's up there. But yeah, I, I don't think. I think he appreciates being on a team that appreciates him, which is good. But I don't think he's taking over any of the. I mean, could you mention? Oh yeah, Devonte, DK, Julio's still there. Yeah, I think. I think. Look, as good as um, Hopkins has been, and Hopkins is a stud, he's third at best right now, for, just for this year. If you're ranking him right now, for behind Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf, that ain't bad, man. No, it's fine. But he's, yeah. But I do think they're a legit contender. I think they're a playoff team. Um, I don't look. I don't know how they match up against like the the Packers, the Saints, the Bucks. But I think they're in that conversation because I think they can beat Seattle. Breach. Yeah, I, I think that I think that they have a big two weeks coming up because they have the Bills and the Seahawks in consecutive weeks, like we're kind of saying here. 
I think whoever loses this Bills game on Sunday is a fraud. That's it. I'm going to go full Brenton. They're a total fraud. They're a phony. Whoever loses on Sunday, whoever loses. Because if the Cardinals lose the Bills, all of a sudden you lost to two straight AFC East teams. You're five and four. You have to go play a Seahawks team that you barely beat. You lose to them, you're five and five. And then, uh, I'm sorry. The, well, the question was about Brinson's picking the Cardinals and how it could be wrong because his other predictions might be wrong. And so, right? That was the question. Yeah. yeah. See, that's and, a very breach thing to do. What? The back end. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot my dumb answer. Uh, what was the question? Brinson said a dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, by the, the way, the Cardinals are a contender. The Cardinals are absolutely a contender. They're in a tough division, but the 49ers are, we're going to put them aside because they don't have anybody healthy. The Seahawks defense sucks. The Rams are good. We, I think the Rams are good. Why, why are you guys, and I think I can include in breaching this. Why are you guys sold on Jared Goff? What has you, have you seen from Jared Goff that makes you think, eh, this will work out? I'm not sold on Jared Goff in 2018. I'm sold on Sean McVay. He, have you, have you seen what the Rams have done this year? They're, they're good Not because Sean McVay either. Their offense. Sean McVay. You're only sold on Sean McVay because he went to Miami of Ohio. And because he has an average quarterback throwing for looking good. And, he's, and he doesn't go for him fourth down. He's not aggressive. He doesn't like, I think McVay's a great coach, but he doesn't like they had the Dolphins. They were pounding the ball in the Dolphins and all of a sudden he just has Jared Goff dropping back and getting killed. It made no sense. So I, I'm. I'm hesitant to buy on the Rams, but I think that the, I don't think the Seahawks are a great team. I think Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. Their offense is good. Their defense is worse than their well, offense is I mean, good. The Cardinals already beat the Seahawks. But they play again in two weeks. Yeah, but they already beat them once. I mean, like that's a, that helps. You're not going to be swept. I, think, think- I guess to answer the question, one, yes, my takes are bad. Two, I take a lot of outlier takes. And you hope some of them hit. They're not all going to hit. Lions What's your hits? most outlier take that's hit ever? Uh, never <laughs> happened. Never happened. Putting him on the spot. <laughs> well, you think one, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I crushed this one. I feel like it happens. A couple happen every year. Name one. Just one. Name just one. I mean, like I had the, I feel like the Vikings, I, I feel like calling the Vikings to be really good last year was right. I can tell you what mine is. Mine is in 2012. I said that the Colts are uh, the Colts are going to the playoffs after winning two games when they drafted Andrew Luck as a rookie. Now, oh, actually, pretty- I've got my. I've, no, I've got. I've got a better one than that. I said Russell Wilson would be rookie of the year. Now, he didn't win it, but I was effing. <laughs> no, I was effing right about Russell Wilson way before anybody else was. Oh my gosh! Okay. I'm not trying to be like dead on accurate about the actual like. Clearly. I'm trying to be accurate about the spirit of the prediction. Like if I say Russell Wilson is rookie of the year and people beat me down, like you pick somebody over Andrew Luck or Robert Griffin, and then Russell Wilson was actually better, I'm there for it. Also, the difference between you and and me and Breach and everyone else on the planet is that you like to lean into it. Like when people start yelling at you, you don't say, "Okay, I'll reevaluate." You like, "Nope, right. suck it, nerds." All right, <laughs> I got one for Brenton. I got wrong. one. I got one for him. In 2017, he was the only one of us that picked the Eagles to win the NFC East. And, uh, Ryan, you did not pick the Eagles to win. They went on to win the Super Bowl. Actually, you're wrong, Breach, because he wasn't the only one of us. Debo, I would have to imagine, also picked them. So you just dunked on Debo definitely wasn't working at CBS. Debo was not. Frisco yeah, was. 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 Yeah. Come on. Frisco and JLC picked the Giants. Me, Wilson, and Dubin picked the Cowboys. The Giants. And Bleep picked the Giants. Bleep. Right. And was the I only one who picked the Eagles who ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. How do you remember that? Well, I, I knew there was, I just looked it up now because I knew there was something in the past two years where I was like, 
I know Brinson made a good one that we made can bring a good up. One. I feel like I have lots of good predictions. They're just I just don't I don't I don't I have a problem with Pete Prisco's approach to predictions where he is literally for the last 10 years picked the, the Patriots and the Packers to meet in the Super Bowl. That's not fun. Is that true? As, yes. Uh-huh. He joked about it in a column before this year. No, that's right. You you are willing to say ridiculous things and if they hit then you can shove them in people's faces. Well, like but football's ridiculous stuff happens every week. No, I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine. I absolutely have no issue with it. I but think it, it does make it more interesting. I'm a guy like Prisco. Sorry. Thank you for putting that image in my head. I appreciate that. That's on that. No, and the, the year that Brinson picked the Eagles to win the NFC East, his Super Bowl was Cardinals Chargers. Super Bowl ended up being Patriots Eagles. Mm, but I was right about an AFC team and a bird. <laughs> That's gotcha there. Super Bowl with Steelers Cowboys. Gotcha there, Breach. He did. I, I agree. Breach. I'm trying to help him. D Hop, third best wide receiver in football, top right now. Could get better. Cardinals, absolutely a legitimate contender. What are their Super Bowl odds? I know you don't have them for me. That's why I asked. And while we're looking those up, let me ask you a quick question. Why don't we take a break and we'll come on back. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. How does he do with the Packers? Because the Cardinals, have, the Cardinals have so many weapons. Is he putting up Devontae Adams' numbers if he's the only weapon? Yes. Uh, oh, if you're flipping. Yeah, so like Devontae but, Adams yeah, yeah, is yeah. putting up huge numbers because he's the only weapon in Green Bay. Devontae but, Adams but, is playing really, 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 and he's really good. Really well. It's a combination of both, but I think D Hop is putting up similar numbers. Yes. Cardinals are 30 to 1, according hmm. to our ace producer, Diva. You bet so, that tonight, Brenton, after the that, podcast? No, I bet the, I bet the Cardinals for the season. At what? See what I have Double down. You got to double yeah. down on that right now. That's that's not a bet you doubled out on. No, you tripled down on that bet. They're five and three. I forgot about these until the other day. I looked and I have. Um, I bet it's like seventy-five to one before the season. I think it's like sixty to one. Maybe I'll, I'll tell you. I'm looking right now. I had. I actually bet Josh Allen MVP, which is kind all of right. Why don't you take a break when you come back? You can tell everyone what the odds are. I have it one second. <laughs> oh, I've got a lot of bets here. I got to sift through. Uh, Josh Allen at uh, forty-seven to one MVP. And Cardinals win the Super Bowl 51 to 1. Oh, all right. Pretty good. A little improvement in the odds. But yes, they're a contender. Let's go cards. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, more mailbag. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Next up, from Joseph06137. Great pod. Sensational pod from Dublin, Ireland. Shout out, Dublin. How your, brilliant uh, is Joe Judge? Wait, wait. You have to do it in your Irish accent. Shout out, dude. <laughs> Shout out, Dublin. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't that terrible. Bad. That was pretty good Irish accent. What, by the way, one of the other things I wanted to point out when... Uh, the Stone. The original question was, why don't we dunk on you more? Imagine if we were like, didn't know each other well when we do this podcast. It'd be the most boring podcast in the world. All the stupid crap you say with, okay. Like, ah. On the other hand, 
uh, yeah, you just call each other out. We can make you do Irish accents. This is the the beauty of the Pick Six podcast. I mean, I think the the importance of this podcast is that we are, and we've been saying this for like fifteen years, and nobody would listen. And finally, they let us just do it unencumbered. Is the whole point of the podcast is that we're good friends? Yeah. Again, I can't stress this enough. At the at the draft in Nashville, we all took these Red Bull shots. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> we had a shotgun, a can of Red Bull with a vodka topper on top of Irish it. car bombs is what they were called. No, that's no, not that's Irish not an Irish car bomb. They had, they had a ridiculous no, name. It's called a, no, it's called a pipe bomb. Oh, oh pipe okay. bomb. It's called a pipe bomb because you, you, what you do is you, you pop a hole in the side of a Red Bull can. Like your shotgun in the you, beer. You no, know, but then you dump out a little bit of the Red Bull, fill it with vodka, and then shotgun the Red Bull. And like Wilson, who, a demure gentleman, it was after the draft, so it was a Saturday after the draft, so I was just done. It was like it's like doing taking your last exam in college. You shotgun that thing, and your brain like overfried, and you punch breach right in the nuts. I not only did I, I square, but I like I'm lucky there's a baby here. I need I might need to do a blood test on the baby because I didn't think I was gonna have any babies after that. Fun tip: if you want to do this to your friends, you said, "Hey, breach, what's the capital?" What's the cat? The, the double high school trip. Hey, Breach was the capital of Thailand. He had no idea. If you know I did capital, have an idea. I said it, it and then Bangkok. you hit it. Boom! And just drilled him. Gave him the and old then ran off. And ran off. <laughs> there might be video of that. I think he can't do video of that. It was incredible. Anyway. Man in his forties, punching people in the nuts. How about that? And then also when Brenton wrecked on a scooter and had to get stitches, <laughs> I wasn't helping him. I was taking pictures and posting them on the internet so that everyone else could see how no badly sure. Brenton messed up his face. Hey, you're not that's a how we do it. That's how you're we do it. Yeah, right. I can't. That's the point. That. He's like, we're not, well, we're dunking on each other. We're, we're like, this is what we would do if we were hanging out in real life. Anyway, uh, how brilliant story. is at, at the Super Bowl? No, no, one more story. At the Super Bowl, when Brenton maybe had one beer too many, we didn't help oh, him. Come on. We took pictures of him, me, Debo, and, and, and Breach. And made sure, we actually did walk him home, though, Breach. Breach didn't make sure you got home safely. What's the over-under I lived down that Super Bowl night in Miami? Well, once Debo dies, he will probably die with him because he, he was uh, instrumental in making sure we remembered that. That's true. Debo, 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 Debo has a mountain of evidence against me. <laughs> to be clear, I did not help Princeton home. Oh, yeah. I'm toast if not for Debo. I think Debo helped you from the first venue at 1 p.m. to the second venue, and then uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it. Suffice to say, uh, lunch would have been an important component of my day. Thanks for skipping uh, it. Thanks for forgotten. That lunch would have been important, and going to liquor at two o'clock in the afternoon was probably a poor decision. Moving on, on to yeah. the question from Dublin, Ireland: What is how brilliant is Joe Judge? I would say That's a loaded uh, question. Oh, Set? Why? Because how brilliant is he? So we we all have to agree that he's brilliant. But on what is he searching for? Bobby Fischer brilliant? Is he like <laughs> Einstein brilliant? Or are we talking more like, uh, you know, the guy who invented Big Newton's brilliant? All right, on a scale of of Freddie Kitchens, Kitchens to to Bill Belichick, where's Joe Judge <laughs> in year one? Um. So wait, who are the year one? The year one? I, he's definitely behind Matt Rule in my year one coach rankings. That might be it. I think that's it. I mean, I'm really impressed by Joe Judge. Now, that's I don't think, thing. I don't think that he has everything down from a, um, procedural standpoint. What does that mean? Like the, the Giants have made mistakes, a lot of mistakes, but he's also dealing with a really bad team that he, he was left with. I will say this, and this is extremely important when you're trying to mold a team into your 
likeness. And he hasn't overdone it. It was unclear early on in the offseason how he was a special teams guy, so you're not sure how he's going to approach this. But I like the idea of telling Golden Tate to shut up and then not make it, letting him travel and sending a message. And sometimes you can overdo that. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think the team sort of buys into what he's selling. Um, he doesn't call out his players after games when they clearly make thousands of mistakes. But he does, it seems like hold people accountable in practice. And I think those are steps in the right direction. The biggest question for me is, okay, can you fix the offensive line? And if you do, is Daniel Jones the guy? Because otherwise, it doesn't matter who your coach is. It's going to be an issue. But I, I, I like what he's done. And I think I'm with you. Matt Rule is number one. And Joe Judge is, is right behind him. I think one of the big things about Joe Judge is that we spent this all season talking. He was, you could tell that the media was primed to crush him. Huh. This team stunk because he he was doing stuff like, all right, if you you like if you make a mistake, you're running laps or doing right. you know like ten pushups, and people were looking for reasons to kill him. And the Giants have sucked, but they've tr- they've they've tried really hard defensively. They're a lot better. They made some a couple procedural errors in terms of in-game management, but that happens for rookie coaches. I, I'm not worried about that. This is not a good football team. Happens for um, veteran coaches. You know I what's mean, funny he... is you say they're not a good football team, and this is why I'm not going to say, you know, I, I agree with you guys that Joe Judge is number two behind Matt Rule on this the list of new coaches, but you say it's not a good football This football team can win the NFC East. Look, they're yeah. a game and a half out. If they win tomorrow – this is on Saturday, right? So Sunday, if they beat the Eagles, all of a sudden they're a half game out with a win over the Eagles, and they could legitimately win the NFC East. And you look at games they've played, they should have beaten the Eagles the first time. They lost that crazy game 22-21. to 21. They could have beaten the Buccaneers. They got screwed over on a two-point conversion that maybe should have counted. All of a sudden that game's going to overtime. They lost a four-point game to the Bears in week two. They lost by one score to the Rams. So, like, this this team has been every game, and that's, I think, the important part. That means Joe. they're playing tougher Joe Judge, as you guys mentioned, and that's it, it shows it. They have not let up. You see some teams, oh, we're two and seven. We can start to mail it in. The Giants absolutely have not done that. They are nine to one to win the division. He would like provide those odds because he was mad at you for talking about the Giants beating the Eagles, and that's okay. Uh, they're tied with the Cowboys for the the Washington football team is six to one. The Eagles are minus three twenty. I would, I mean, I think the Eagles should clearly win, but I would rather take a flyer on the the Giants than the Eagles at this point. If you had to lay down the money, you know, what I'm saying like that's, I think the odds are are better for the for the Giants. I don't think they're good. I don't love that he gave Jason Garrett the offensive coordinator position. I don't love that you hired Freddie Kitchens. Those are two big. I'll say it again though. When have you last seen Freddie Kitchens? That's a good point. Um, but like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick have both in various points of their career been criticized for being disciplinary a-holes. And I'm not saying he's the next Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, but that's where he comes from. And so he's going to be a disciplinarian and he's going to try and get like, he's just, he's like a, a younger Tom Coughlin. It feels like, and maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But I, this is, this is what the Giants needed after multiple coaching regimes between Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo of just lackadaisical oversight. Now they need to get rid of Dave Gettleman and bring in somebody who will work with Joe Judge. I hope they don't fire him after year one. No, I don't think, no, they're not firing him. That's oh, not that's that off Mars. The table. That's not how the Mars, nah, the Mars. Who's the other co-owner? Uh, the Tish. Mar and Tish. That, that, yeah, they don't do that. Uh, yeah, they're, the, they're the baby Jets now. They're, they're, they're no, they're no, don't give them the credit they, that they want. Don't give them that. When's the last time the Jets won a Super Bowl? 
Well, I mean, Super Bowl three. Yeah. But I mean, like the Giants have devolved into a, a, a hot mess of a franchise. If you stick with Joe Judge, find him a GM, maybe it gets better. No, I think they're fine. All right. Moldrim21 via Apple Podcasts says, great pod. I never miss a show and always listen to the whole thing. Small talk at the end is the best. Yikes. On fact, we don't actually think people are listening, so we may need to tighten that up. <laughs> what part of the Seahawks defensive struggles are attributed to teams having to pass to keep up with Russ? Also, what is the ceiling for the defense and how do they need to perform in order to win a Super Bowl? Thanks, guys. Love the show. This is a pretty critical question breach for the entire NFL season. Russell Wilson is the would-be MVP. His defense is terrible. Can they get better? Uh, they have to get better because they can't win. No bad defense has ever won a Super Bowl, like historically bad. We're talking about they are on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history, I think, to give up more than 7,500 yards. And to put that in perspective, only one team ever has given up more than 7,000 yards. So they're, like, going to blow by that. And if you're giving up those kind of numbers, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. And I think there is something to be said that, hey, maybe the defense does struggle a little bit because, you know, Russell Wilson's out there putting up points and, you know, the other offenses have to put up points. But it's also because they're just bad. And I think this Bills game from this past weekend uh, is a perfect example of that, where Buffalo literally just went in there and said, this defense is so bad, we're just going to throw it on the whole entire game until they stop us. And then they didn't stop them. And the Bills put up 44 points. So you have these teams that are putting up points even if the Seahawks don't. So I, I think the Seahawks are just that bad. I'm not sure what they can do to fix it uh, in such a short amount of time. The good news is, is that, you know, they still have games against the Giants, the Jets, Washington, the Eagles. So I think they're a lock to get in the postseason, but I just don't see how they can fix this defense fast enough to win a Super Bowl. So do you want to read Debo's stat there? And I have, a, I have an addendum for that, Brinson. No, no, you go ahead. So yeah, Debo just put this in, into Slack. So see, the, if, you, if you were, if you were more like me, I just do. You would just roll with the stat and go with it. So the Seahawks, 2020 Seahawks are allowing 362. Yards per game, passing yards per game, excuse me. And I saw someone on Twitter, I can't remember who, so I apologize. Point out, I think it was 2013, Peyton Manning's gangbuster season when he, I think, averaged 342 yards per season, per game. This defense is 20 yards worse than facing Peyton Manning every week at his best. That's a huge issue. Got well, to remember who, that's a great tweet. I can't remember who did it, so I apologize, but that, that's a fantastic <laughs> sort of point. And, and to, to Breach's point, yeah, their their schedule eases up, but no one gives it. They're going to the playoffs. You want to win playoff games, and if Russ, and we say it all the time, if Russ is a minus, the Seahawks are losing. Jamal Adams is back. He didn't do much last week, so maybe he gets better. Carlos Dunlap didn't do anything last week. He just got there. Maybe he gets better. But there's not a lot of growth on this team. You know what you have. You've seen it, and they stink. So I don't know. There's no magic sort of way uh, wand waving or magic elixir or whatever. The pass defense sucks. Um, the run defense is great, turns out. I just looked on Football Outsiders. They're ranked ninth. No one cares. I mean, no one's running against this piece of crap team. Well, it's a little reminiscent of the Bucks maybe two years ago, where they, it was like, oh, people are like, the Buccaneers have a really good run defense. It's like they're 32nd against the pass. It right. doesn't matter. Like, people aren't running against them. And, in fact, Kyle Shanahan made that mistake the other week against the Seahawks. When they were, I think, were favored maybe at the end, of the, like they had Jimmy G, everybody was healthy. They ran, they tried to run the ball. Don't do that. Do what Brian Dayball did and the Bills did and pass against the Seahawks. So let me ask you this. Um, have the Seahawks and Packers played yet? I can't even remember. 
My brain is fried. They have not. So the Seahawks rank 24th in defense according to Football Outsiders. The Packers rank 21st in defense according to Football Outsiders. I somehow feel like the Packers now, I think the tide has turned. I like the Packers more than the Seahawks right now in terms of a head-to-head matchup. I'm, uh, thinking, um, I'm thinking about the playoffs. I, I would still take the Seahawks, but I think okay. the Packers are a better team. Does that make sense? Yeah. The Packers' would, defense is, is more evenly terrible. They're 22nd against the pass, 20th against the run, and we mentioned the 29th against the pass for the Seahawks and, and 9th against the run for for uh, for Seattle. Well, I mean, like the, like the Seahawks don't have me by resembling close to what Jair Alexander is. No, they do not. They right. I mean, like that's that's the thing is that if you think about the t- – like, I mean, let's say the Seahawks make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to put up 5,000 yards against them. Easy. And- and Russ could put up 4,950. I feel like if, as long as Bruce Aries doesn't get like some kind of weird yeah. anti biscuit situation, that the Buccaneers should shred the Seahawks too. Saints yeah. should shred the Seahawks. Well, and I think we'll find out just how bad the Seahawks defense is this weekend because they have to play Jared Goff. If they give up 400 yards passing to Jared Goff and they get swept by the Rams and end up playing in the wild card because they couldn't stop Jared Goff, they're not going to the Super Bowl. They, yeah, I think that's I, I, now they're I not do, losing. Just let me say, they're not losing to Jared Goff. You can lose to Jared Goff. You can clip that on Jared Goff. Look again, Bre- Breach's point is spot on though. They have so they're the Rams and the Cardinals, then the Eagles, which is that that might be the litmus test. But then they get the Giant, the Giants, Jets, and Washington before closing with the Rams and Seahawks. This team is a hundred percent going to the playoffs. I just think we five games in, we're like Russell's gonna like Russell yeah. might run the table. This team's incredible. They are, they are the pol- the literal polar opposite of the 2013 Seahawks. Like the Legion of Boone, oh, they right, on yeah. running the football and great defense. They have no defense and they have Russell throwing the ball. Now, if first you, this can happen where your defense can kind of come together like it did for the Chiefs. I don't think that they have that personnel necessarily. But they do have Jamal Adams. They added Carlos Dunlap. Like there are some pieces there. So I, I won't rule out completely that it could be like a, 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 a crap. What was the Colts team with uh, Bob Sanders? I always point to the 2006 Colts. Those six. Yeah. They beat the Patriots in the AFC championship game. Bad defensive team. Tampa two team. Sanders was awesome, but they just come together at the right time. So I wouldn't rule that out for the Seahawks. But also let me just say that when the Seahawks started five and oh, those five wins look a lot less impressive. They beat a, a three and six Falcons team, a three and five Patriots team, a two and seven Cowboys team, uh, and the Vikings who have two or three wins. I can't remember off the top of my head. Three, oh, three and five. Back, so I said that ahead of the 49ers game. Then they beat the 49ers. I was like, Oh, they'll definitely beat the Bills. Like a, like a dummy. Um, speaking of the Seahawks, walking creeper, mm, who I think has multiple podcast mailbag mentions. Yeah. He's, he's the leader hey, of the clubhouse. You leave five-star reviews, we'll, we'll read them. It says, hey, I was wondering if you think the Seahawks overpaid Bobby Wagner. Also, is DK Metcalf the scariest wide receiver in the NFL, Wilson? Well, good Lord, if they didn't have Bobby Wagner, what would the defense look like? So uh, I suppose you could spread that money around to other guys who don't make tackles, but I'm fine with playing Bobby Wagner. Uh, DK Metcalf, I think, is the scariest wide receiver in the NFL. He, he drops the ball too much, and I think he would actually agree to that. But the plays he makes when he catches the ball um, – they're game changing, and just the rundown of Buda Baker alone uh, is enough to to make me think of him as being scary. Because it's now a Twitter meme every time 
someone runs down something else in any walk of life, it's a DK Metcalf image coming after Buda Baker. Uh, yeah, he's six two, six three, two thirty five, one big muscle. He was like benching fifty pounds when he's five years old. Uh, Britson, you have a seven year old, I have a nine year old. If I put fifty pounds on my nine year old, I would get I would get arrested for yeah. child abuse. Uh, DK Metcalf was throwing up fifty pounds as a five year old apparently. Yeah, he's scary. Absolutely. And he's also scary as in he's the last receiver I would want to face in a street fight if I had to pick one NFL receiver to fight. I mean, I'd lose all of them, but DK Metcalf would be the last guy I want to face. I mean, I can't believe this is a question, but who would you rather tackle in an open field, DK Metcalf or Derrick Henry? Oh, God. I'm DK. Not, tackling, not tackling anybody. And the answer is DK, but, like, it's kind of close. Like, he's – I think I think the thing with DK being scary, and I agree, he's, he is – Julio Jones is the only guy that's close. Yeah, he's but also very thick and fast and hurts That to touchdown hit. last week against the the Bills where DK comes across the middle and he high he high points it and he catches it on this crossing route and he just turns the corner and he's this mammoth human being. He will annihilate you if you get close to him and he's still elusive and he, he won't touch him. So I guess the answer is you want to tackle DK because he'll just juke you. Henry what was a we got a five star question before about whether you'd want Jamal Adams to tackle you or you had to tackle somebody and you took tackling who the person did you want to tackle? Uh, Saquon. Sa- I just had to just throw Sa- my Sa- body at his quads. Hey, I would much hey, rather. Yeah, hey, I'll, t- I'll tackle Saquon right now. <laughs> Show up, <laughs> That started a fun Twitter debate. You got your crutches. Yeah, no one on planet Earth is tackling Saquon when he's healthy. Jamal Adams is the answer. But uh, yes, DK isn't. I mean, no, you don't want to. Ta- I mean, no. Plus, DK outweighs every defensive back by at least thirty pounds. I think. I think right now he's the scariest wide receiver in football. Um, as to the uh, rest of the question, I don't think Bobby Wagner is ever paid. Yeah, I wonder why that question. I mean, maybe they're just frustrated with the state of the defense. The, the defense isn't very good, but the Seahawks rebuilt around Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner. And the, could you imagine taking Bobby Wagner off that defense? It's already horrible, and so maybe that is the argument that it's so bad. Why spend your money on anybody good? Just be bad and save the money and spend more on offense so you can outscore teams. But if you take Bobby Wagner off that defense, they're giving up 50 points per game. That's yeah. true. Um, by the way, we won't get to all these mailbag questions because that's how this podcast works. We had three or four more that Debo has been like quietly pulling out of the rundown and like moving to a later mailbag. But I just wanted to know, we'll answer anything you guys put into the feed. Also know that we read them, and then we usually they're about Brinson, and we make fun of Brinson before podcast, uh, and we know we'll circle back to them. I will say that uh, actually, you know what? We're going to throw this one in there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go against <laughs> Devo's wishes. This is from hashtag Not Invited Mailbag Buffalo Trace. Only because I'm drinking Buffalo Trace right now, Brinson. If you're really struggling, you should stock up during the combine in Indy. I've lived here for seven years, grew up in Southern Indiana, and Buffalo Trace is all over the state. Perks of living so close to the Bourbon Trail, I guess. That's from Colts plus Bourbon, the Apple Podcast. How can we not talk about that? We're talking about, uh, you know, about Colts what? and Bourbon. Well, we I talked about the Colts on, on Thursday. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's good advice. I hope we get to go to the combine. If we do, I'll, I'll get to go. I don't up. know if you'll. I don't know if you'll get to go. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. I was going to fly to Indiana and load up on Bourbon and come back. It'd be cheaper than driving around town looking for Buffalo Trace. You can't get it. That was a highlight of twenty. 20 20 for me because there weren't many, <laughs> many highlights hearing uh 10 Brinson days not of, going to the combine Brinson angry for 10 uh, days trying to figure out how he's gonna go to the combine and threatening to fly out there that was fun 
Thanks for that. Um, all right, one more. We'll get out of here. Mailbag. Important question for all caps for exclamation points from Condor181. Uh, would you rather be stuck in an Olympic-sized pool, water up to your shoulders, with a great white shark for 40 minutes, or in a cage football field, cage football field with a tiger for 10 minutes. Have we not answered this one already? It's from 11 9. No, I think we got one of those, like a, a duck filled, a, a duck sized horse or a horse sized, one duck. of those types of questions. Cage football field for 10 minutes? Yeah, I don't think we got this. No, one. A, that, I, I feel like he phrased it poorly. You feel like what? Well, the, the answer is the cage, a cage football field with a tiger for 10 minutes? You, yeah, you yeah. could run a, away from a tiger for 100 yards for 10 minutes? No, here's the thing. The tiger, tigers are pretty lazy. It just depends. Tigers on how- are looking for me for ten minutes. Well, uh, and so Wilson, I think that's the key here is we need a couple details. Um, one, how hungry is the tiger? Right. Uh, do we have to like cut ourselves open before we jump in the pool with the shark so they can see our blood? Are well, we allowed to climb the fun. cage on the football field? Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions here. I think we need to answer. But here, you can climb the cage. But I've seen tigers on these documentaries jump like twelve foot fences. So you can climb the cage all you want. That's not going to be an issue for the tiger. But I think the tiger, depending on the level of hunger. And tigers, I think sort of like lions, I'm not an expert, are historically sort of lazy. So unless they're, they're looking to eat, they're just laying around, lounging around like cats do. Well, we should Am add I to sleeping this thing. on how big an Olympic sized pool is? Let's well, say it's not that big. Let's say the tiger has not eaten in three weeks and oh, you have to have blood on you to get in the pool with the shark. I'm still now, doing now the tiger. Well, no, that's what? <laughs> that's what? I'm still doing the tiger. You're going to get in the water with blood on you? You're dead with a great white shark? <laughs> that's the Although, thing. Although, I will say there's a chance the great white shark, if it, if the water's up to your shoulders, the great white shark won't be able to move. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no they're, they're like stuck on the bottom. No, they're, I've seen the documentaries where they've come up on shore sometimes. Like, yeah, but I'm shorter than you guys, shark. so I'd actually have an advantage because the water would be shallower. Yeah, you say that. You You'd be a... Like one of those mini muffins to a great white shark breed. So. <laughs> All right. So, uh, an Olympics, Olympic swimming pool is 50 meters, which is obviously a lap. I don't care if it's the size, that pool could be the size of a football field. I'm not getting in it with a great white shark. A shark is way faster in the water than a tiger is. That's um, my other point. Like we at least have two legs. We don't have fins. We're not, uh, and, but a football but, field is enormous. 50 meters is 54 yards. The so blood thing, the blood thing is a joke. Like if you're, if you like cut your arm. An Olympic-sized swimming pool with a great white shark in there, you're dead in 15 seconds. That's a wrap. It, and the tiger yeah. hasn't eaten in three minutes? weeks? Wait, wait, the tiger wait, wait, hasn't wait, eaten in three weeks. Wait, wait, wait. Was it? Well, no, no. Again, you got to you got to be in a, the pool with the shark for 40 minutes? It should be the equal tiger time. for it should be 10 equal time. minutes? This is a laugh right. The answer is the tiger. It should be equal time. 40 so, minutes in the cage football field. So Debo's uh, this point I agree with that. that a tiger runs 30, 40 miles an hour. How about this? You also Let's make it like... Four tigers in the football field. You need, a few, you need a few tigers. Four tigers, uh, same amount of time, and then and then the great white. I don't. I think, but I think Wilson's point is that the comparison has been it's tilted towards. I don't want to uh, dunk on Condor one eight one here, but like you would much like a foot. You can hide on a football field in a corner, unless this tiger is just like hadn't eaten in three days, three weeks, three said. weeks. We added to it. Brent, I know what you're saying. These, the, the question needed more details. Well, to yeah, make I mean, it like, I still, more I don't care if he's eating for a, three years. That's better than you cutting your arm open yeah. in a pool with a shark. Well, if he hasn't eaten three years, he's dead, and then you can eat the tiger. <laughs> I'm just saying that the shark, if you, if your arm is, if you're bleeding, you're dead. Yeah, but we're trying to, trying to make it a more level playing field, as it were. So four tigers haven't eaten in three weeks. I think it's 20 minutes field. per pop. 
four tigers. Minutes. Yeah, four tigers. Wilson 20, up the ante. 20 minutes per, that's fine. Well, first of all, that answers the question. You'd obviously rather be the tiger on the football field. Yeah. Four tigers yeah. on a football field. For Go, what about this? What What about a great white shark on a football-sized <laughs> pool and, and, and the tiger scenario? I think, I think they're kind of close. Go a shorter time frame. Go like... Three minutes, five minutes. There you go. Good job, Debo. Yeah, so let's say three minutes, football-sized pool and football-sized field. Tiger has eaten in three weeks. Shark has eaten in three weeks. It's shark. Shark. No. Forget it, dude. No way. You can't swim. You can swim, but you ain't out. At least you can run. Like, you can run faster than you can swim. What? What? What are, you, what are you running from? I mean, I agree. A tiger. You're running 10 yards from the tiger? The You're more tiger. mobile. How, how, how fast can you swim? Are you swimming out swimming? Are you tiger? Michael Phelps? You're yeah. Start calling you Will Phelps. I'm saying you, I'm saying you, you always take the tiger. Oh, well, I I'm just questioning. I'm running. I thought it sounded like you were, you said you would take the shark in the oh. football size pool. Can you imagine when you're standing there like up at your shoulders yeah. and you see this great white shark coming for you and he just grabs your foot and all of a sudden you're underneath the water and you're just gobbled up and you're chum? It's over. You never take the shark. Which is the worst way to die? Getting eaten by a shark or eaten by a tiger? You have a 0.0% <laughs> chance of survival rate fighting a shark underwater. You um, have a 0.1% chance of survival rate fighting a tiger. I would argue. At least like punches jugular. It's like get something in there. I would argue having no knowledge or expertise in the, in the matter that you would survive a shark attack more likely than a tiger attack because you can poke a, a, a shark in the eye. I don't know if I'd be able to poke. Where did a you read this? Me. You can poke a shark in the eye. Yeah, I you just try to do that. I read it in Shark Survivor magazine. You don't. Okay, but then that? you have to be that close to the shark. But he'll be close to you. Don't worry. You're I'm saying once you start, once you start getting eaten, it's after you've been cl- clamped onto. You start poking. <laughs> oh, well, you can you can uh, neuter a tiger with your hand and <laughs> how long are your arms? <laughs> the best case scenario here is that you were coming out with like uh, one one arm. And like a mauled up back versus yeah. absolutely no lower body. I just want to point out that the, <laughs> the, the worldwide shark attack fatality rate is just 16%. I, I didn't want to jump in. I'm, I'm definitely taking the shark, but, um, what? You, you take- a, whoa, 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 what? I just think you have a greater chance of, of surviving a, a shark attack. And then t- you you hear on the news about people surviving shark attacks. I'm not hearing no. Have you seen a shark underwater? No, no people. Uh, I mean, I, I can barely swim, so that's that's a bold oh, statement right. for you me. Swim? You can't swim. Well, you can't swim, and you're I taking mean, the shark. I, I can Debo survived the shark attack. Sure, that's the right move. Buddy, buddy drowned. <laughs> <laughs> the Debo's like, I killed this. I mean, 40 minutes is a long time in some water. What if we give Debo floaties? Then be- I just I just figured it out, guys. I found out how we can. Survive the tiger attack. What is this guy doing? Playing dead? Plays dead. That ain't working. All right. Let's get, that went way too long. Let's, uh, or obviously debates where we might have to die. It is interesting. All right. Let's get, well, the question wasn't good. The follow up. <laughs> there you go. Brinson's Brent, just throwing Condor 181 under the bus. He's going to take his five star review back because you said the question. Condor 181, the question was fantastic. Don't listen to Brinson. The construct was fantastic. It ended up in a huge debate. I'm assuming that he left the review because he had the debate with some friends. So the construct was fantastic. I just think you guys were trying to throw four tigers in there. You should tweet out a poll. So I, I think Debo might be the shortest. I think so too. All right. Uh, we'll do a poll. 
Thanks for listening. See you guys on Sunday night, Monday morning. Talk to you later.